You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Just finished working with patients all day. I wanted to hop on here to record this intro real quick so I could get this episode to you. And um, this episode was, I know I say this a lot and I feel like a broken record, but it was in my top 10 of all my shows, I'd have to say. Um, I've never done an episode on concussions before and it was one that I feel like is very um, in the dark. This isn't a topic people know about, what to do if you have a concussion. And I think it's really um, kind of downplayed a lot of times when when people do have concussions. So um, I hope that this sheds a lot of light on this topic. I hope that you um, listen to it for yourself and also share it with anyone that you know who's had any kind of traumatic brain injuries or any concussions because this can be life-saving for them and, and also just preventing all kinds of problems down the line. I think the first bit of uh, big awareness that people were given to this topic was when Will Smith's movie Concussion came out back in 2015, where he played a doctor that identified this condition, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, um, which is a condition that he was finding in players who were playing uh, football and, um, you know, how the NFL wasn't giving this enough attention. And, And after his findings, they had changed kind of the construction of the the helmets to really protect their their brains. So, but this doesn't just apply to football players. This can apply to any of us, you know, maybe falling off a bike or maybe, you know, you knock your head, um, I don't know, bumping into something or maybe, you know, car accident, um, things like that, that we just kind of write off. I know for myself, I had a, a car accident in my early 20s. And looking back now, I wish I had this information. I just didn't know anything of what to do. I mean, you go to the went to the hospital, they did an MRI and it was kind of like, Oh, you're fine. No broken bones go home. But I had a huge black eye for several weeks. And, um, I know for a fact I had a concussion. So what's really awesome though, is after this, I recorded this episode with my guest, we just talked kind of off, off record. And, um, I was telling him about a lot of my history with this. And so I'm going to be going into the Amen clinic, um, this week actually, and getting a spec scan. So I will follow up with you guys on what my findings are. And also follow me over on Instagram, Dr. Lowe, D-O-C-T-O-R underscore L-O. And I'll do my best to share Instagram stories, um, through this experience. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about this and to share this topic with you guys, but just wanted to give some, uh, announcements, some things that are pretty exciting that are happening. My medical practice, Shine Natural Medicine, we are located in uh, San Diego area in Solana Beach. We are in the process of moving. Yay. We actually, starting April 1st, will start construction in our, new, in our new space. We'll be moving our clinic just up the street. It's walking distance up the road. So if you are a patient and you're listening to this, just letting you know, we are going to be moving. Um, and um, it's pretty exciting. We're going to be in the ground level. Right now, we're on the second floor. We'll be on the, the ground level. We'll have a bigger space, more rooms. And, um, I'm just so excited to be able to bring more doctors and just more people to help what our, our mission's all about. So, so that's exciting. You can follow us over on Instagram, shine natural medicine. We'll be trying to share as much as we can behind the scenes. And, um, also too, if you guys are local to San Diego, we're still open through this whole coronavirus thing. Um, because we're a medical practice, we are able to stay open. We're following all the CDC guidelines. We're being, just neurotic about disinfecting and all that, but we wanted to be able to still be open to help our patients. Um, so we're not seeing people if you have any cold or flu symptoms, but we are helping for just general wellness. So definitely check us out. Also, we do have, um, a, an online pharmacy. If you want to get some things to help boost immune system for you, um, over at shine and then you'll click on shop and we have, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A, zinc, um, elderberry, our antiviral tincture. These are things that I'm recommending for everybody. Um, you know, I can't treat you from a distance, but just general immunity. That's what I'm taking and what I'm having my friends and family take. So, um, so yeah, before we jump into the show, I want to give some love to our show sponsor Organifi on the topic of brain health. They have a product for the brain that I'm a big fan of. It's called Organifi Pure. 
So if you're not familiar with Organifi, they are a supplement company that has super clean ingredients, very high level of integrity. I mean, literally everything on the label is good for you. They don't even put little traces of anything that's not good for you. So, and I'm crazy about ingredients. So their product, Organifi Pure, it's sort of like a natural nootropic and it has a bunch of ingredients that are really helpful and nutritious for the brain. But one in particular is lion's mane mushroom. So lion's, lion's mane in the research has been shown to protect brain cells, to improve mood, to fight against anxiety and depression, and also to help provide energy. And research shows that lion's mane has been found to um, inc- improve object recognition and recognition memory. And that was a my study. And then also a study... Um, a Japanese study on adults aged between uh, 50 and 80 years old with cognitive impairment found that daily consumption of lion's mane extract for four months led to higher scores on cognitive function compared to those who didn't take it. And these scores decreased once again, once they stopped taking it. So it really provided a lot of brain power while they were doing it. So it's kind of like a multivitamin for the brain. It's the best way I can call it. Um, so, but besides mushroom, they have aloe vera in it, ginger root. We know ginger, ginger root is very anti-inflammatory. There's digestive enzymes to help you break it down. Um, apple cider vinegar, coconut water, and it also has a prebiotic in it. So it helps to feed the good bacteria. So it's basically just one packet. You put in some water, stir it up, drink it down. You can do it daily or just when you need that kind of brain boost. To get your Organifi Pure, you can head over to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, and then enter Dr. Low 20, D-R-L-O-2-0, and you can get 20% off. All right, let's hop into the show and talk all about concussion rescue. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So we have uh, a topic we've never done before on this on this podcast. We're talking all about um, concussion rescuing. So uh, the author, the my guest on the show, he is the author of Concussion Rescue. It's a brand new book. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I think it'll shed light on something that most people have no idea about, and including a lot of doctors. So this this uh, topic is very important. So we have Dr. Cabron Chapik. He has been a staff physician at Amen Clinics since 2013. As a graduate of the world-renowned Bastyr University in the Seattle area, he's an expert in the use of functional and integrative treatments and collaborates extensively with many of the Amen Clinic's physicians. He has a special interest in the assessment and treatment of Alzheimer's and dementia, traumatic brain injuries, PTSD, and anxiety disorders. He's the founding president of the Psychiatric Association of Naturopathic Physicians, an affiliate group of the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. In his groundbreaking book, Dr. Cabron Chapik describes in detail the programs and protocols he uses at the Amen Clinics to put patients on a pathway to recovery. For anyone struggling with the effects of concussion, Concussion Rescue guides you through strategies from the cutting edge of brain science. So we really get to hear all about what they do at the Amen Clinics and with a focus on concussion. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to be here talking with you. Yeah, and you were the first naturopathic doctor at the Amen Clinics. That's so exciting that you just blazed that trail for other <laughs> docs in there. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, and it's, it's a perfect fit because at Amen Clinics, we look at the whole person, look at treating the cause, look at least toxic. And as you and I both know, that's what we do in naturopathic medicine. So it's kind of a perfect match. I think I was initially kind of a trial they weren't sure, but uh, I've been there seven years now, so it seems like you a passed passage. the trial. You did it, <laughs> yeah. and also that just makes me love Dr. Amen even more. Him being open-minded to that. Mm-hmm. Very progressive guy. He's always looking at what do we need to be doing to help people. What's the latest science indicate how to yeah. help people? And you can so, tell he really cares. He really, really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why is this something you're passionate about? You know, in the past. So I've been doing mental health 12 years and the number one, and, and we do brain imaging, we look at, um, again, the causes of mental illness and brain problems. We see people every day with severe depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD. And 
I'd say the number one factor, if I had to distill it down to just one thing that causes major mental illness, it's traumatic brain injury, mild traumatic brain injury, especially the thing that is getting missed more than anything else. And I can tell you about a patient that I had, we'll call Jeremy, who was this jazz drummer. And he was just this active, wiry little kid. Uh, He was 21 when he came to see me. And he had been suicidally depressed since he was 14 years old. And he had been on every medication, every class of medication, tried some really great therapy. Nothing was working. All, all that helped him was smoking pot. He was in a bad relationship. Uh, his band wasn't going anywhere. And uh, the therapist that he was working with, excellent therapist, uh, referred him over. And when we scanned his brain using functional imaging, blood, looking at blood flow, SPECT, S-P-E-C-T, which is different than an MRI, which looks at structure. It's more like looking at the pieces. This is looking at function. So it's much more accurate at picking up mild traumatic brain injury. We saw clearly that he had had damage to the left side of his brain, left temporal lobe, left frontal lobe. And on his history, there was no indication of any brain injury. No, they never hit his head, he thought. And so when he came in, he was with his mom, I asked him, have you ever fallen out of a tree, had a bike accident, motorcycle accident, car accident? No, no, no. Uh, Have you ever played contact sports? Oh, I did start playing football when I was, you know, 12, 13 years old. And he was, again, this little kid mashed up against a coach's son who was like six foot tall at the time and just would get pounded and have headaches and dizziness after practices, just getting repeatedly uh, sometimes concussions, sometimes sub-concussive blows to the head, which we know our football players, that's part of the problem. We know head injuries are cumulative. So he played a season of football, and after that season is when depression started, attention problems and ADD started. And so for Jeremy, instead of uh, just giving him a different medication, we put him on a program to heal his brain. And in the months that followed, the depression symptoms began to lift. His suicidal thoughts went away. Uh, it's two years later. Uh, he broke up with a girlfriend, stopped smoking pot. Now it's about two years later. Just talked to him recently. He's about to graduate from the Berkeley School of Music in Boston. Wow. Doing great. Um, so we need to look and think. And you don't have to have imaging, although it really helps to understand if if brain injury is a part of the problem for people. Just asking the, ask five times, ask 10 times, because people tend to forget. And correlating the timeline with the history of hitting your head doesn't have to be loss of consciousness, doesn't have to be going to the ER to have damage to the brain. Wow. Yeah, we, we tend to hear of this more for football play, like professional football players. Mm -hmm. not something i mean do you see you you mentioned also mild traumatic brain injury Mm -hmm. so what what kind of things you know are you seeing contributing to that for people great question um so and we think about mild traumatic brain injury as you know a concussion is a form of mild traumatic brain injury then there's moderate and severe but i hate i kind of hate the term mild traumatic brain injury because a mild traumatic brain injury can cause disability. Like you can have, there's a a pastor who was in a car accident and his symptoms were delayed two weeks, went to the ER, had a checked out CT scan, MRI normal. They told him he was going to be fine. He's like 65 and he felt fine initially. But then two weeks later, he started to have symptoms of, well, he was trying to write a sermon and he couldn't, couldn't do it very well like he was really struggling to get the words out and uh so he wouldn't have thought it was a concussion because he thought maybe i'm just getting older it just couldn't have been that but so um simply jostling the brain through motor vehicle accident with a acceleration deceleration force like that the brain is so soft it's sitting in a very hard skull and it's as soft as butter And so, you know, simply whacking your head on a shelf and seeing stars is enough to cause damage or um, hitting your head on, 
you know, these little kids, some kids, it's sort of kids with autism or just kids in general sometimes hit their heads a lot. They're, it's cumulative. It's going to add up to worse and worse damage. And all the time we have people come in and it, the last blow they had to their head wasn't as bad as maybe previous hits to the head. Like maybe they had, uh, you know, 25-year-old kid who, you know, gets knocked unconscious because he crashed his motorcycle. But then now he's 35 and he slipped and fell on the ice and just saw stars. He didn't lose consciousness, but he had difficulty, you know, with chronic debilitating headaches, dizziness, um, light sensitivity. He thought, why, why did this, you know, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back and right. built up. Mm -hmm. so. Wow. That's interesting. So you talk in your book about concussion or, yeah, the, the first aid that you can do right mm. after the injury. Can you go into yeah. that a little bit? Like, let's sure. say that happens, you see stars, what can you do? This is a totally new way to look at treating concussion. And I hope that this catches on. And I think it's starting to catch on. It's like, you know, when we, when we, when we twist an ankle, we automatically think of rice. Right. Rest, ice, compression, elevation. Uh, but when we hit our head and, and suspect a concussion, we can't see the swelling that we know is happening. We can't see the damage to the vessels, uh, but yet it is happening or it's too precious not to do something. Our brain is who we are. I mean, this is like everything. This is how we function. And that's why I'm so passionate about brain health. If we can really optimize and improve brain health, that will improve our lives. So in any case, brains are precious. Having a first aid kit for your brain just makes so much sense. Like on the sidelines of football games, uh, we should have this. And there's hundreds of studies now pointing to what helps. Um, and, you know, there's been over, and typically it's looking at inflammation, sort of intervening when we know there's this cascade of inflammatory events. Um, when, when there's a hit to the head, there is first uh, primary injury, which is damage to neurons and blood cells and, you know, tearing the meninges. And then there's secondary injury where we have um, this basically inflammatory response. There's oxidative damage, there's release of glutamate and calcium, which are excitatory to the neurons and kind of burn them out. And there's a glucose uh, deficit, there's low, the brain's not being fueled, this injured brain. And and we know this is happening. So why aren't we doing something that quenches it? So there was a study done, uh, a double-blind placebo-controlled trial in, in an active military uh, field of war, I guess. So uh, 81 soldiers were in this trial. It was double-blind. And they had <clears throat> half of them. So if they were injured due to a concussion and they were having symptoms like an IED blast went off, they were rushed to the medic and given NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine, this antioxidant, which turns into glutathione in the body, anti-inflammatory. And they were given this within 24 hours of their injury. And at the end of a week, those that were given NAC recovered at a rate of 86% versus those that weren't given NAC recovered at a rate of 42%. Whoa. Um, and they were given a pretty, pretty heavy dose. So they were given uh, immediately four grams. Then days one through four, they were given two grams twice a day. And days five through seven, <clears throat> 1.5 grams twice a day. And that's just NAC. There's other studies showing things like vitamin C, vitamin D, especially curcumin, because curcumin opens up aquaporins and can help with the swelling. So I think if we combine multiple mechanisms of action, it's going to work that much more, be more effective. It's going to be that much more effective. Uh, so that's the concept. Do something immediately to quench that inflammation and damage that we know or suspect may be happening because our brains are too precious not to. Wow. So the NAC, because that is a high dose. Usually I'm thinking like 500 to 1,000, you know, maybe more mm -hmm. for people. So yeah, that's, that's a good heavy dose. It's a good um, heavy dose. And so then you mentioned vitamin D. What were the other ones? Uh, curcumin. Mm -hmm. 
uh, vitamin C, uh, omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, I would add MCT oil or um, exogenous ketones because part of the problem is there's this glucose deficit in the brain, this hypoglycemic state that we know happens <clears throat> and will persist for weeks and sometimes months because some of the glucose transporters are damaged. And it's, it's, this is in some way some crossover to Alzheimer's and dementia where there's not enough fuel getting into the brain and these neurons have been damaged, but it's, it's due to a different mechanism. Uh, so exogenous ketones, ketogenic diet, MCT oil, all of this provides an alternative fuel source for these neurons to help as a therapeutic way to, again, fuel the brain and, and again, decrease inflammation, increase antioxidant status. Mm -hmm. And how would any of the, the post-TBI first aid change depending on a male or female? Is there any difference that you think would be beneficial? That's or a good question. Even children, you know? Children would probably do, so I've I got all the doses and protocol listed in the book. I would do about half the dose for kids and for men and women, the same. Now, there's a lot of research on progesterone, though, mm -hmm. yeah. which is really interesting. Uh, and it had, uh, there's over 200 studies on progesterone because it's just like this, you know, hormone that's anti-inflammatory. It's a neurosteroid. It's growth and it's like we're bathed in the stuff during when we're fetuses um it's like perfect environment for brain healing mm. so you'd think it would be ideal for for brain injury when we get to the larger scale trials uh, that were done with like a thousand patients or so it failed to be effective compared to placebo however it's the one drug model again and that's we see that fail right. time and time again with brain you know, Dale Bredesen popularized the, um, this idea with his work in Alzheimer's disease that it's not the one pill, but it's a programmatic approach, multiple mechanisms of action working together uh, that, that give us the best chance of healing. And that's what I think we need to apply to, to brain injury as well. And yeah. if we did a, a big trial with all of these nutrients that I'm suggesting, I think it would be effective. Do you think adding progesterone into that would be a good choice? And is it for male, yeah. male and female progesterone? If, if one of my kids even, or if I myself had a, I'll just speak for myself, I guess, if I had a brain injury, yes, I would apply progesterone at least acutely for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, how much usually are we, are we talking? The studies showed about 200 milligrams a day to mm -hmm. 400 milligrams a day. So not wow. huge doses. They, mm -hmm. they were injecting it. Got it. Um, and there's one study done from Iran where they had a combination of D and progesterone, which was much more effective. And they, they used uh, 13,000 IUs per day of vitamin D. And specifically, it was one milligram per kilogram every 12 hours for progesterone. Hmm. So, you know, um, depends how much you weigh, I guess. But it's around, you know, 200 milligrams or so. And these were done IM or IV. And the folks that got this, and these were patients with severe brain injury, like they had a coma score less than eight. Some of them were unconscious. And if they were given the D and progesterone, they 60% had a favorable recovery, which was that they didn't have major disability at six months, whereas 25% had, the rate was 25% if they did just normal standard of care and which many of those folks included death. So people mm. survived if they had progesterone in D versus not. That's so cool. So fascinating. Amazing. It is so amazing. I, I wish when I had my Crocs that I'm in my early 20s, <laughs> I knew this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so let's, let's talk about that for people who are okay. going, well, shoot, I had, I had you know, an, an injury 10, 20 years ago. Well, what can I do now? Great question. You know what? I'm here to say that it's never too late to heal the brain from injury. Yay. Uh, <laughs> we did a study with football players. So those folks, man, they hit their heads a lot. And we, you don't have to be a football player to heal from injury. I mean, we just happened to study these guys. Uh, so we did um, a trial where we had 30 of them and it had been, you know, 10 to 15 years since they've played. They're struggling with memory problems, anger problems, mood issues, and depression. And this was a simple program. We put them on 
supplements. We put them on high dose fish oil, three grams a day, multiple vitamin, high potency with lots of B vitamins, um, and nutrients for blood flow. So ginkgo, uh, again, the NAC, alpha-lipoic acid, phosphatidylserine for membrane stability and memory. Uh, we used um, huperzine A, which increases acetylcholine. Uh, this is formula that we used. And we put them all together, and they took that. We had them exercise if they needed uh, and, and lose weight if they needed to lose weight. Some of them had sleep apnea. We treated that. And then some of them also got hyperbaric oxygen, but not all. And after six months, 80% um, improvement in memory, mood, irritability, and their scans looked better. So we scanned them before and after. And it was really remarkable how, how they would improve. So, and that, that's not using hormones. That's not using any, anything extra than that. And Did they change diet at all? Change their diet for sure. Okay. Yes. So Did they do like a ketogenic or what, what were you guys having them do? This wasn't even ketogenic. I think that would be even more effective. Mm. This was like, um, I think 2013. So, you know, we've learned a few things since then. I would definitely check their hormones and look for pituitary damage. You know, 30% of people with a brain injury have damage to pituitary gland. So there's going to be hormonal deficiencies. Um, their particular diet in this study was, uh, you know, lean protein, lots of fruits and vegetables, sort of Mediterranean style. Uh, but I think a ketogenic diet would be definitely worth trying. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that keto would be good for people to do ongoing or just for a period of time as a treatment and then go back to a little more of a Mediterranean type? What are your thoughts on that? It's a great question. Uh, I think it's for most people, it's better to cycle it go mm -hmm. on and off as a therapeutic tool to help shift the balance and the utilization of fats by the mitochondria use, using ketones. I think that makes a lot of sense. For myself personally, I did keto a couple of years ago for a couple of years I did it. And I think I really benefited the most the first four to six months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had some falls as well. I had some decreased activity in parts of my brain that didn't look too good. And after doing keto for four months, we rescanned me and some of the deactivation had improved and I felt much more clear and energized in my brain. And I think that sort of wore off or didn't get any better after like six months. And I think I even became a little depleted myself. Maybe mm -hmm. I was missing a nutrient or something, but I just think for me, I don't need to lose weight. I have, you know, want to maintain them. I'm kind of thin, so I want to maintain the muscle I have and uh, I don't know. I think cycling it makes sense for a lot of people. Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I agree too. I think um, mm -hmm. it's, I've seen some great results for patients, especially for improving mm -hmm. body composition, brain symptoms, like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but I find for patients with adrenal fatigue or thyroid patients, especially, they need to Mm. Uh, cycle it and bring in some some of the good carbs i find mm -hmm. some of them get get pretty constipated so we have to work on that a lot of times too mm. yeah but you know bring in some fiber and tweak it a little bit makes a big difference mm -hmm. i love the case studies this is it's really really cool do you have any other favorite case studies sure uh, i'm just thinking about jane who was uh, <clears throat> she's 35 years old she wanted to go back to school and get her degree in nursing. And um, she'd never had problems in school before, but she was really struggling and she couldn't figure out why. So that's what brought her in. And she thought she had adult ADD. Uh, and so uh, when we scanned her, it was like clearly she had had a brain injury and uh, corresponded with when she had had her uh, car accident. Her ADD symptoms started when we tracked it back. That's when they had started. And she, and that's the criteria for ADHD, truly to diagnose that you have to have symptoms when you were uh, at least by age 12. And she hadn't had that. I mean, she, she did really well in school. Uh, stimulants helped a little bit with her, not a lot prior to coming in. But when we put her on a program to heal her brain, similar to the football players, 
uh, then she could focus and she was able to use a little bit of uh, a stimulant like Adderall instead of trying to use 20 and 30 milligrams at higher doses to, to get the same effect. Uh, she only had to use five milligrams. Uh, and the analogy of kind of like the, if the wires aren't connected, we can't just put more, more voltage through them. You know, yeah. we, <laughs> we want to try and reconnect things and the brain will work better overall. So. I know that the SPECT scans, they, like you said, they're measuring blood flow. What are some things that you have seen over the years of being at the Amen Clinic that impair blood flow? Oh, man, great question. So uh, some of the big ones, you know, are what you would imagine. So high blood pressure, smoking, high caffeine intake actually causes vasoconstriction. And we're not talking like one or two cups of coffee a day. We're talking like five, six, seven cups a day, mm -hmm. uh, but it can constrict blood flow. Uh, the other things, we, we see a toxic appearance to scans, and that can indicate either Lyme disease, molds exposure, uh, heavy metal exposure, uh, or just chemical exposure. And we've had quite a few people who will have mold affect their brain and cause memory problems. And in fact, every patient that comes into our memory program, we screen for mold because it's such a, such a huge health issue and causes. Fascinating. Really we did an entire episode um, with Dr. Jill Krista. She wrote the book, Break the Mold. Oh, yeah. Like literally we just put it up last week. So this oh is gosh. awesome. It's all connected. Yeah. Cool. So you, we'll put it in the show notes for you guys who want to listen to the mold one again. Yeah. Um, mold, uh, let's see, alcohol, of course, and drug use. In fact, uh, uh, Dr. Raymond, we have this now huge, we have the world's largest database of SPECT imaging in the world, mm -hmm. 150,000 scans. Wow. And so we can do some interesting research with this and ask questions. And one of the questions Dr. Raymond asked is just simply, what causes decreased blood flow in the brain? And number one, schizophrenia, or actually that's number two. Number one is aging, just getting older. Hmm. We see decreased blood flow as we age, which kind of makes sense. The second is schizophrenia. Uh, the third is cannabis. Wow. So Big for California. I'm sure you guys are seeing that a ton. Oh, we do. We do. Lots of people uh, using cannabis. And we haven't, what I'd be curious to find is, you know, CBD versus THC versus cannabis overall and smoking it. This was just purely um, people who were using cannabis chronically and regularly. Uh, we know it decreases blood flow and some people use it to calm their brains. And so that kind of makes sense. But it's important to think about what it may be doing long term as far as decreasing blood flow and activity. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and that wasn't smoking versus like oral or right. it, it, it doesn't differentiate, but just in general, THC was found mm -hmm. to decrease the blood flow to the brain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. And then how much of a frequency, you know, was this like a daily use or even just recreational? This was more like our daily use people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it would be interesting to go back and kind of tease that apart a little bit more, the CBD people versus not, and those, you know, purely edibles versus inhaling versus vaping versus smoking. So. Right. <laughs> it's true. And, and um, Dr. Jess, who came on the show um, a couple months back, she was talking about, um, I think we talked about this, maybe it was afterwards we were texting each other, but it was how they're finding that a lot of the marijuana is now contaminated with mold. So it's oh. double whammy with that. That's horrible. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of the growers and dispensaries, they, they don't have any idea. So just gotta be huh. careful. Yeah. Um, amazing. So fascinating, this information. So, so we talked about, you know, aging, the schizophrenia, cannabis, um, high blood pressure. Those are all things that decrease the blood flow to the brain. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so, how can we increase blood flow of the brain? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's what you might suspect, but this, I'll tell you the why. And I think it always helps to know the why for me, at least for motivation. Um, 
first thing is exercise. And this is both physical exercise and mental exercise like brain training. And physical exercise uh, increases BDNF, so brain-derived neurotrophic factor. This is like miracle grow for neurons. And there are some supplements that may increase BDNF a little bit, a smidge. There's meds that may do it a, a smidge. But exercise significantly increases BDNF, so you really can't get around exercise. And it just increases overall blood flow. And is it like cardio or like hit training or just kind of a combination? Yeah. So cardio, any kind of aerobic exercise will do it. If you do, um, basically what the studies show, the more intense your exercise, the more BDNF you will get. Mm -hmm. And um, as far as growth hormone in particular, if you do hit training, it can increase your level of growth hormone by 500 times even for the two hours after. Uh, and so that, that kind of training definitely would increase BDNF. Um, and aerobic exercise, really any, as long as you're walking and this can be fast, slow walking, it can be swimming, you know, any, any modality is fine. Strength training of course increases testosterone. So if you're low in either of those, you know, combination is good. And, and something to think about too is levels of stress and parasympathetic versus parasympathetic mm-hmm. tone. And so if you are kind of anxious already and revved up, you don't want to just do HIT training because that will, you know, you're not going to tonify your parasympathetic, your rest and digest part of your nervous system. You want to do more longer runs and walks inter- mm-hmm. intermixed with, it, with that. Um, brain exercise. So meditation, poor man's brain training is really one of the best for uh, strengthening the frontal and temporal lobes and uh, can be very, very helpful for um, strengthening. It does increase blood flow to the frontal lobe and the temporal lobes. Absolutely. And how often and how, how long do you think would be you know, ideal for that? You know, I, I think um, what the, the studies show, and you always go back to those, uh, mo- mostly what it looks at is an eight-week to 12-week course where they're doing things like mindfulness-based stress reduction, where they're meditating a good bit, like 40 minutes a day, uh, which isn't really practical for most people. Um, but even there's some studies that show even like one session of meditation will increase blood flow to the frontal lobe and temporal lobes. Uh, So I think really just doing it kind of like exercise, starting Mm -hmm. with five minutes, 10 minutes a day would would have huge, huge benefit for people. Um, Even with brain injury and many years later, it increases quality of life it's been shown to and overall just mood. So yeah. um, Awesome. Yeah. There's uh, neurofeedback. Love neurofeedback. This is for your listeners, a thing where they have, you know, wires connected to the brain and the scalp and looking and uh, uh, assessing blood flow and activity and then can train your brain based on brain activity. So this is like if, if, uh, if you had a coach, this is like having an Olympic level, level coach kind of train you and very specifically accelerate um, you know, improvement. And if you, even the American College of Pediatrics has said in the past that neurofeedback is as effective as stimulant medications for ADHD. That's how wow potent it is. But why don't people do it then? Right. Well, it takes time, money, you know, it's much easier to take a pill and takes, you know, 40 sessions of neurofeedback or take an Adderall. Right. It's kind of what it comes down to. It's true. So increasing blood flow of the brain is is exercise, like you said, physical exercise and also the brain exercise and the neurofeedback. Mm -hmm. Any other things you like to increase the blood flow? Well, I got to mention sleep. Like, Mm If, if that's the fastest way to make someone look like they have dementia is just sleep deprive them cause, mm-hmm. causes memory and mood. And so getting enough quality sleep, ruling out sleep apnea, because that causes decreased oxygenation to the brain. Um, 
taking supplements help certainly and we talked about a few of them ginkgo we love ginkgo definitely dr amen always says some of the prettiest brains i've ever seen are those taking ginkgo <laughs> uh well who doesn't want a pretty brain oh i know everyone's heard of ginkgo right now <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um uh you know i think the fish oil is really helpful three grams a day is typically what we recommend um doing um hmm, what else uh making the hormones i think are really a key piece whether they directly increase blood flow or not i think they increase growth factors and, and connections of neurons um one of my favorites is pregnenolone really helps with memory in particular and decreasing stress and anxiety mm-hmm. um, dhea <clears throat> helps with growth hormone as well as testosterone so yeah, keeping blood sugar down. I mean, that's really damages blood. High blood pressure and high blood sugar really damage neurons. So keeping the diet dialed in is, is key. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys do any assessment for checking the blood-brain barrier? I've had a few patients do that, and I, I really don't do it regularly because mm-hmm. I've found that some of the testing is most useful acutely. Mm. But some patients do come in with chronic. So I haven't done it regularly. Have you, have you found this to be helpful? I've done the testing and, and a lot of times it comes back fine, but they still yeah. have a lot of brain symptoms. So right. I don't even know how much clinically it seems to help. I think that test is more useful acutely. That's mm. been my thought. And so I'm sense. sure that, yeah, I mean, I w- I'm sure they do have issues and perhaps even with their blood brain barrier, but they're not producing an immune response. That's like active inflammation. It's like, it's like a fire that hasn't been put out and continues to smolder, mm-hmm. but may not be penetrating beyond the blood brain barrier. Like it's trapped inside the castle walls, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The- that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I, that I've noticed a big difference using was um, E3 live. It's the blue green oh, algae from Lake Klamath. Oh, interesting. I uh-huh. know it's, I remember using that. Um, it's a product. I actually, I go to, the, to a local juice place and they have this, memory like a brain shot and i whenever i would do it i would notice on those days i would say gosh i feel especially better than usual i wonder why i did why, why i feel so good and i would yeah. attribute it to that and so i found out that that main ingredient is the thing that worked the best so i would order it online and hmm. it just always really helped just brain yeah. i know just just kind of firing and my, my even my mood was better it was really interesting huh. So that is fascinating. Yeah. I wonder why, like, is it the chlorophyll? Is it the, just the nutrients? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It has, it has high levels of, I mean, I didn't review, you know, prepare that before talking to you. It's been years yeah. since I've taken it. I probably should. I, actually, I think I threw it out. I need to get some more, but yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna it, order it, it increases a lot of the neurotransmitters. I remember seeing that and hmm. um, yeah, there's something about it. It has high levels of, of certain nutrients that or the wow. highest in the world from, from Lake Klamath from, I think it's in Oregon. So, nice. um, awesome. yeah, this might be something worth you guys looking into. Absolutely. Um, so interesting. Oh my gosh. Mm. I could just pick your brain all day. <laughs> unintended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what about using, okay, actually I wanted to ask you the effects mm. of phones on our brains. This, this applies to all of us. So what do you yeah. guys know about the harmful effects of that on the brain? You know, I think I've been personally in denial about this issue for a long time <laughs> because <laughs> I want to be able to still use my phone and not feel guilty about it. But I do think there is a public health issue with it. And we I'm certainly not an expert in this. Um, and I know there are some people who kind of are, like they're studying this. And there's a conference that was recently there uh, about this um, with some of the experts coming together. And talking about this, and that would be a fascinating, I would love to talk to someone who's really looked at this and what can be done, what we need to be thinking about and doing. Right. But we haven't, as, a, as far as I know, as a company, um, looked at that specifically with brain health, but I think it's right around the corner because we're getting bombarded. And I've had patients who clearly had a, like a, so I remember one guy who had a solar panel put in, and so they put in a smart meter, right? there and he had significant memory impairment and when they took out the smart meter he 
felt better and this memory came back. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I, I'm a believer in all that. And I, I think that as the technology gets more and more fancy, we need to learn ways to play well with it so we can protect ourselves yeah. and, and still have the convenience of all this, you know, technology Absolutely. that's happening. So, um, yes. but, you know, I think setting some boundaries with it and, and not using it as often as we are, you know, mm-hmm. and, and keeping it out of the room and, it's easier said than done. It's easy to get sucked back into those bad habits. I know for me, I have to keep it out of the room. And if I, if I keep it in my bedroom, I'll just be scrolling on it, laying in bed. It's like, it's just a bad habit. It's so tempting. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. So letting the brain um, rest. I think that's a big takeaway of, 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 you know, what Mm -hmm. we're talking about is just letting that brain have that um, time to kind of turn off. And that's true. Like stress, we can't underestimate the impact of stress. I do remember uh, a woman who was a, uh, she owned her own golf course and it was two hours away. She loved it. She's kind of a type A executive person, just would run this golf course and then she'd come home and run her life and then she'd come back. But she was just going, going, going. And she was in a Costco parking lot and a woman, instead of hitting, and she was walking and a woman was backing up and instead of hitting the brake, hit the gas and rammed into her, knocked her on the ground. Uh, This patient, she was about 56 at the time. She went to the ER. She had a big gash in her head and they stitched her up and gave her a CT scan, said, you're fine. You're going to be fine. Uh, However, she wasn't fine. She started having problems with cognition. Like they had a... um, golf tournament that next weekend that she tried to manage and run and she just couldn't make decisions. Uh, she was totally overwhelmed with the people and the lights and the sounds. She just had to go home and rest. And so she came in to see us about six months later. She was still struggling. She thought she was going to get better and she didn't. Uh, and so we put her on a program kind of like what we've been talking about, had her exercise and she's very compliant. She's a doer, you know, she could do all these things. And I said, but you got to make sure you're getting enough sleep and you need to rest and, and decrease your levels of stress because cortisol physically damages the hippocampus in the brain. Uh, and so she got a little bit better, but she didn't get enough better. She's like, why am I not getting better, Dr. Chapik? And um, I said, okay, you're doing everything. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. How about the stress piece? Have you reduced your stress? No, I can't do that. I got, I love it. You know, she's working, she's driving, she's doing, doing it. I said, the only way you're going to get better is if you reduce your stress. Let's, let's do a test. So I want you to go to like go on vacation for two weeks, decrease your stress. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so she decides, okay, what's the most low stress place I can go? And she thinks about the beaches, the water, the palm trees. So she goes to Hawaii and she's relaxing on the beach. She's taking walks. She's not thinking about her golf course. And after a few days, she notices that she's really clear and she's, mm-hmm. her memory's back. And so she figures maybe she's cured. She just needed two weeks in Hawaii. And so she comes back and she just keeps going, going, going again. <laughs> and of course she loses the ground she had maintained. And then that, taught her that okay I need to de-stress I need to take a minute for myself and lower my stress and then and now she's doing great but isn't that true for all of us like taking a minute to just be in the moment take a deep breath and just be together you know we're here we're talking to each other right now or you're at home listening to this or in the car but in this moment you know, that's really a unique opportunity for you to experience yourself, experience where you're at in the world, especially when it's stressful right now. Um, we're still here. You know, we're, get, we're okay. We're going to be okay. So reducing the level of stress is key for brain health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. And bringing that Hawaii mindset in <laughs> mm-hmm. our daily life. <laughs> there you yeah. go. I like that. One of the things I've been trying to do more is taking pause between responsibilities. Hmm. So if I'm, because I historically would just get in my car and just start driving. And as I'm like slowly driving off, I would like put my seatbelt on. And it's like, I just have a very go, go, go kind of pace usually. So 
now when I get in my car, I have this little essential oil that I put mm. in my palms and I breathe in for like 10, 15 seconds and I oh, just lovely. relax. I put my sunglasses on, my little sun hat, and then I start to drive. And it's, it's only like 30 seconds, but my entire drive yeah. is so much different. Wow. I so, love that. I'm yeah. Do- and then when I come home from work, I do a different essential oil that's in my car and I just breathe it in so I can just let go of the mm. day and then I go in the house, I go right into my room and I take a shower and I put on my pajamas. So I do that, right? Mm. It just, these, these transitions mm. have made a, a big difference for me, not just taking my stuff to the next thing, you know, cause it's like blocks of time that we're doing. So it's like, finish this block, transition, go to the next block and mm-hmm. yeah, be where so, you are. Setting some good boundaries for, for yourself and your mind and your body. That's, that's awesome. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essential for me to mm-hmm. stay doing what I do as a doctor and mm-hmm. not crash and burn, so, right. <laughs> you know, and thrive. Um, mm, so you. good. Anything else about this topic that you think would be good to touch on? I mean, I think we've given people so much great information, but just want to make sure anything else I might be forgetting. I just want people to know that it's never too late to heal your brain or at least attempt to heal your brain from injury and to improve it. And that's really so important because your brain is who you are. It's everything. And uh, yeah, at least to me, I'm, I'm obsessed with the brain. It may not be everything, but it's a very important piece of who we are. And yeah. uh, it's never too late to at least improve it. Yeah, for sure. And if, if, you know, if you guys are not thinking you'll go and get the spec scan and actually get the imaging, I mean, it, this, this book is incredible as a resource for you know, mm-hmm. very low cost to get all of this information in good detail. So mm-hmm. any of you who have had injuries, you want to read the book. Um, if you know of anyone who has played in football or other, mm-hmm. you know, high impact sports, right. give them this book. It's, it can be really, yeah. truly life-saving and, 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 mm-hmm. and the damage that can be affected by the brain affects everyone in their life too. I mean, it's, it's a ripple effect that it creates mm-hmm. by healing, you know, each person. So Thank you for the work you're doing. It's just incredible. Thank you for putting all of this into this book and spreading the word. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's really been an honor to talk with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.